Hey, it's James from Royal Credit Union's Money Donuts podcast. We're talking about a word that scares a lot of people. It's fraud. This individual, they were bombarding that phone so much that the person got a new phone number. There was a note, a sticky note on the outside of their door saying, what is your new phone number? What? So they hired, the scammer hired someone on Craigslist to place that note there. Listen to Money Donuts on your favorite podcast platform or watch full videos at rcu.org podcast. The goals, the saves, it's all so magnificent. The NHL is in its early season swing, and we have former Minnesota Wild goaltender and current NHL network analyst Devin Dubnik join us to discuss. Plus, where are the Buttes going to be at their next live show this month? We tell you in this episode. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Green Belt, and Royal Credit Union. This is season four, episode 146. Get geared up for the hockey season with SodaStick.com. They've got all your favorite player tees from Marc-Andre Fleury to Matt Zuccarello to Ryan Hartman giving you the bird. SodaStick.com has you covered. Not only in just in hockey, though. You got Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Twins, Minnesota Timberwolves, whatever your Minnesota sports team is, SodaStick has you covered with the best gear available. Don't forget to toss down Bardown Beauties at checkout for 15% off at SodaStick.com. Hello, everybody. What's up? We're back. Bard on Beauties, episode 146. Did I get that right, Kirsten? 146? Yep. Numbers. Yeah, I think. It's probably backwards, too. Anyway, welcome. Hockey season in full swing very early on. I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Kirsten Kroll. He's producer Fred. Uh, and this is Bard on Beauties, guys. Hockey season Bard on Beauties, which is better than like off-season Bard on Beauties, I like to think, because we bring back our previews, our rundowns, and just hockey talk in general. Love it. Uh, we are recording this on a Friday, which means we are coming off a Minnesota Wild decimating loss. We don't need to talk too much about that, Kirsten, but how did your home opener go in general as the face of the Minnesota Wild on the uh, on the big screen? That's what I'm going to call you this year, by the way. I mean, whatever floats your boat. I mean, you're kind of boosting my ego here right away yeah. this morning. So thank you for that. Um, you know, I'm going to say opening day, very exciting. Uh, vibes were very high at the start of the day into that first period um, when the wild were down. I think it was three nothing at one point. Um, the energy was kind of score. doesn't matter. It doesn't whatever. It's it doesn't. Fine. But we're, we're not keeping score. Them. This is youth hockey. We're not keeping score. I wish that was the case last night, quite honestly. Um, no, the the vibes changed in the arena last night. It was fun. I got to meet the team dog, Brooksy. Um, those were some of the biggest highlights. But let's not focus on the negative, okay? Like, I'm bringing all the negativity right away this morning, so I'll wear that. Um, Matt Boldy looked fantastic, and Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Zuccarello still have that on-ice chemistry. So those are some two big takeaways from last night. We'll we'll settle with that because again, you guys will be listening to this on a Monday. One more game in between against Kevin Fiala and the Los Angeles Kings. A winnable game, I think. It's going to be another tough one, which brings me to these first four games in general, Kirsten. You've got New York, who we knew was going to be hard. They've got one of the best goaltenders in the league, if not the best. I mean, he was a Vezina winner last year, so probably safe to say he's the best goaltender. Plus, then you've got L.A., a young up-and-coming team with the addition of Kevin Fiala, which just boosts their offense. You've got Colorado, 
the defending Stanley Cup champs on Monday. And then you've got Vancouver with Bruce Boudreau, uh, who has a really good thing going there. Yikes, right? Like, I mean, it's exciting because those are really good teams to have in here to open up your schedule. And it's a good early test. But man, I kind of wish like an Arizona was snuck in there a little bit, right? I mean, yeah. And I think that would be great to help boost the confidence of the team, especially after that home opener. I think that would be good. Um, I do think LA, I mean, they were my pick to win their division. Yeah. Um, I do think that will be a little bit of a challenge for them. I have some hot takes surrounding that. I don't know if we want to hear them. I want to hear them. Drop them. Okay. Well, I'm going to lay them out there and I don't know how people are going to feel. And I've kind of changed my tune a little bit on the Kevin Fiala situation. You brought up a point where you thought Matt Boldy was somebody who really helped make him better a couple episodes ago. And I, especially after the home opener, I really agree with that. And I don't think we're going to see as much from Kevin Fiala as LA was hoping for when they picked him up. I'm not saying he's going to be a flop, but I just think he's going to underperform. And so I don't think wild fans are going to miss him too much. So I've changed my tune a little bit on that. I do think the wild will get the win against the LA Kings, but we'll, we'll save that more for the Buttes preview. Yeah, that person gets to do her first Buttes preview and breakdown. Feel free to get crazy with it. Mine was mine are very boring, but you know, whatever. That's that was what Alexis fell fell into. So you can fall into that. Alexis, again, in case you guys missed it on her Twitter, there's no beef. Everybody wants the beef. Everybody wants the drama. Again, she's pursuing really cool things. So now we have Kirsten here. Uh, very exciting. Uh, yeah, I mean, on the Kevin Fiala front. It would be so classic Minnesotan if he were to come in and just completely dominate and have everybody miss him. But I'm sure that's not going to happen. I think he's going to fit in really well with LA. I think he's going to do well there. Um, you know, but the big knock against Fiala always is he's a no-show for the playoffs. So, you know, whatever that might mean down the road, you, time will tell. But I'm excited for that game. I'm excited for the Colorado Avalanche game, naturally. Uh, can we talk about... Kirsten, the Colorado Avalanche's Stanley Cup rings. I don't even want to talk about the rings themselves. The boxes that had like a little video being played from their cup championship. Like I want a Stanley Cup ring even more now just for like the sweet box. Uh, Yes, we can talk about this. I thought that was so cute when they're just like little opening up their little boxes and there's there's the little playing I literally if it were me I would just open and close the box constantly just to <laughs> did you do that with the like video. the ballerina boxes is yes, that what you did literally yeah. or like those wind up snow globes that play the music I would just be like just one more time open it okay no I need to see it again like that would be me and like a little light that comes up too when you open the box I yes. want how that's how you I know it's expensive like- you know what um you're still single right uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Yeah. I like how you checked the time. Like as of <laughs> right know. now, 10, 10, I am yeah. still single, uh, because you know, we could just, uh, out to her future husband. That's what you need to do with the wedding ring box is have, you know, if you, if you want a Stanley cup, maybe just give her a Stanley cup ring. And you know, if you don't propose to me with a Stanley cup, if the ring isn't opened with like a clip like with the stanley cup box i don't want it i don't want it it's an automatic it. no again. try again i might divorce my husband just for that and be like let's try this should. again yeah i think i, think I should. should we'll we'll see how it goes we'll see how the rest of it goes uh final thing i want to talk about before we get to devin dubnik and talk a little bit more about stanley cups hockey all of that 
NBC Sports uh, out in Philadelphia got their first taste of John Tortorella, your classic torts situation. I can't ignore it because I love it so much. NBC Sports asked uh, torts if the Flyers are good at anything and point blank, classic torts, no, no. And he did follow up. I mean, that was the part that went viral, he said. And I think that's a huge part of becoming a team is developing that identity. No, I think we're a bit scattered. It's a huge part of my job to bring it to- together and develop that identity. I love it. Chef's kiss from me. Torts don't ever change. Honestly, I kind of wish he would have just stopped after the no. <laughs> like, But that that's what Philadelphia needs. They need a presence like him in that locker room around that team to get this ship turned around and to make them a contender once again. Because, I mean, they've been awful. And nothing's going to change until you have a force like that to steer the ship in the other direction. He yeah. is exactly what they need. I love it. I'm here for it. I agree. I mean, and they're scattered in the sense, and we've talked about this in past episodes, it's like you've got your old vets who are kind of almost on their way out to an extent. And then you've got these really young guys who have no experience. So that is a challenge to be able to bring that together into some cohesive unit and string together. Any amount of wins is, is going to be a big challenge. And I think Torts is exactly the guy because he's a no bullshit kind of guy, right? He's not going to put up with any of this. He's uh, it's going to be fun to watch the Philadelphia I Flyers. I, if, I respect uh, the heck out of that. I, I love do it. Too. I do too. Straight to the point. You know, that's what it is. Uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Devin Dubnik joins us to update us on his life, goaltending, uh, playing and not playing, in fact, uh, and all of the good in between. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back joining us now, everyone's favorite goaltender, Dubes, uh, Devin Dubnik. Devin, what the heck is going on, man? How are you? Give us a life update. How are things? Uh, Good. Just trying to hammer out as much golf as I can here while the <laughs> weather is okay. I'm supposed to be playing today, except there's snow on the ground, so uh, I'm still going to play, but wait, got to wait for it to melt, so... Uh, no, not much. Kids are back in school and I uh, just started doing some work with NHL Network. So um, that'll be happening about once a month. Do you get extra mulligans or drops when there's snow on the ground? I don't know. We haven't decided. We're actually <laughs> we're actually supposed to have a pretty big tournament today. There was like 40 guys. <laughs> so everyone's a little bummed, but we're uh, we're giving each other a pretty hard time for the guys that are backing out. So yeah, we'll see. I just said we, we got to use neon balls and, and then just <laughs> also just hit the fairway because the fairways are clear. That's fair. You know, how was your golf game then? If you're, you said you're getting out as often as you can on a normal, beautiful summer or fall day golf game. Good. What's your, you scratch? It's good. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm like an eight. (laughs) So I should be, I feel like I should be better with how much I've played. Um, But yeah, I'm hitting the ball while it's just, just not scoring well. Interlocking's tough though. Yeah. There you go. That's fair. If it makes you feel any better, Dean Evson said Kirill Kaprizov is the worst golfer he's ever seen. So. (laughs) It's Russian though. Like you can't, you can't expect He's a Russian to be good at golf. Yeah. Not, not surprised. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned NHL network that you're got that gig going on about once a month. What's that been like so far getting started with that? Uh, it's been fun. I mean, really it came out of nowhere. Um, I was sitting watching the second round of playoffs last year and I just kind of thought to myself, like, I should give that a try. So got connected with them and, and uh, they 
did a quick zoom call and, and asked me if I wanted to come out 10 days later. So I kind of got thrown in the fire a little bit. It was like my first show was live second round of playoffs and it was like seven hours long too. It was like, I, I mean, I, I left at two in the morning and I was like, I mean, I had a blast, but I was, I was thinking to myself, I was like, I was kind of long. Like, <laughs> I was, I was there from like 7 PM to two in the morning. I'm like, I mean, it's fine, but that's like a full day, except it's a night. So they're like, don't worry. That's like the longest show you're ever going to have. So anyway, in the, later in the summer, we we came to an agreement for a one-year deal. And and uh, I just wanted to keep it open a little bit because um, I just don't know how much is going to be too much travel. And uh, But it's it's been really easy. They're, you know, you fly into Newark and, and it's 20 minutes from there. And, and then uh, you just pick pick a time once a month to go out for three or four days and do some work. There you go. What's the hardest part about being now on this side? You were always very gracious with us media members pestering you, but what's the hardest thing or kind of the most eye-opening thing? You mentioned long, late nights. We certainly know that from game days as well, but what uh, what surprised you about being on the media side of things? Um, Tough to say. Like, I haven't, I haven't gotten too much into it. I still haven't done it yet with the season actually started. So the, show, the shows were were taped before um i mean just the like the, the the production um you know with the studio was pretty cool and uh it was it was also a lot of fun to watch the hosts uh work i mean they're crazy professional and, and they like they they run the entire show so i didn't know i didn't know how it was going to go but but to watch them go and and uh how smooth they are and with timing and everything that was that was pretty cool to to see and I've worked with multiple hosts now and they're all they're all phenomenal or parish or rupper giving you any any tips or any insight at all have they helped you along the way just yet well, rupper was my first guy the first guy i was on with um so that was fun and then he actually got sick we were supposed to go do the two days in a row um and i haven't seen him since i've been back but i'm uh, i'm dragging him out for a round of golf when i go out <laughs> at the end of the month so that'll be fun but no i mean the the biggest thing is to just just talk i mean they like they said just just have a conversation with the guys that are there and and the more the more i've done it the more comfortable i feel with kind of giving my own insights and and opinions or even just personal stories um stuff like that you know they told me that's what that's really what people want to want to hear about and um it does take a little bit to get comfortable with doing that though um you know the first time you're on you just kind of you want to sound smooth and keep it pretty basic so as the more shows i do is i feel more comfortable with kind of adding my own personal side of it and not just not just talking it's taken me more than a decade i think to find the yeah. confidence so if it makes you feel any better i still don't really have it but here we are i think you're co- just fine a career out of it but we'll see <laughs> It took me a couple episodes to learn how to talk into this podcast. So I oh, that's good. we're getting somewhere. Here. We're going to start with talking. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's a good first step, right? Uh, when you look back on it, did you ever think you'd end up becoming an analyst? Uh, I don't know. Not really. Um, I mean, I, I always enjoyed it and I enjoyed doing the interviews um, and, and working with the people. So I always thought it was something I could do. I always assumed I would kind of go right into a, a role with a team. Um, but then when I got later in my career with the kids and stuff, I realized that I didn't really want to jump right back into, you know, a full-time 
gig with a team where you're, you know, you're probably working more hours than when you're actually playing, you know, with the kids being young, I think it's important to take some time and spend it when they're, when they are these ages and coach their hockey and all that stuff. So, you know, that's, that's kind of when I started thinking that it's maybe something I, I could do after, you know, sitting around for a year, <laughs> you kind of need, <laughs> I guess it wasn't a year, but felt like five years, um, but kind of needed to find something to do. So I uh, wanted to give it a try and I've really enjoyed it so far. It sounds like you've embraced the the kind of dad life. I know plenty of players that I spoke with during the COVID time, Eric Stahl included. He's like, I don't know that I can, I can do this. Like you're just, it's probably such a different approach to things when you're so used to being gone, but I'm sure they're excited about, it. I'm sure wifey's excited about having you around to help with drop-offs and all that stuff a little bit more. Right? <laughs> yeah. Well, you just, it, it's, a, it's an adjustment yeah. um, just getting used to like, I mean, there's, there's certain things you, you just never did before because timing wise, like you're off to practice or I mean, all of a sudden, you know, you, you realize pretty quick, there's absolutely no reason that I shouldn't be (laughs) doing different things (laughs) because I have nothing to do. Except golf. So yeah, there's no excuse for that. So that was when reality hit me pretty quick last year was, was when the golf course closed. It was, uh. (laughs) I was yeah, honestly in September and October. I'm like, you know, this is really not that bad. Like <laughs> drop the kids off at school, teeing off at nine 30, three, four <laughs> times a week. I'm like, I could get used to this. And all of a sudden the course is closed. And then it was like, Oh, <laughs> what do I do now for like the entire time there at school? So that was a bit of an adjustment. And then, you know, I played a little bit with Charlotte a couple times, which broke up the winter a little bit, but definitely, uh, Definitely adjustment, finding ways to keep yourself busy um, when the kids aren't home. Obviously, when the kids are home, the, the uh, reverse Uber and uh, and sports drop-offs and all that stuff and then wanting to play keeps you very busy. I think parents should start utilizing Uber, like make the kids start tipping them once they get a little bit older, like yeah. something like that, right? I mean, it's a lot of driving. I ain't getting paid for this. Come on, no. It's the reverse Uber. You're paying yeah. to drive people around. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I like that. Are the uh, are the boys playing hockey? I know a couple years ago we had talked about you were trying to deter one of your sons from being a goaltender himself because it's hard to watch. Do we have a goaltender in the uh, a second goaltender in the Dubnik family? Uh, not quite, but he likes yeah. it. He's going to, he's going to the squirts this year. So I think he's going to, he'll try it off and on in practice, but he's a pretty good little goal. He's, he's, he needs to work on his skating still, but he's not afraid of the puck, which is good. And some of those kids can wire it too at that age. Like <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't even know if I want to stand in there <laughs> against these kids. It's been too long. Yeah. Um, but no, he's good at actually all three of them are in now, which is fun. Nice. So our, our youngest is four and, and uh, four and a half. And he just started um, a little bit toward the end of the summer. So oh, fun to see him out there. And then our six and a half year old's been doing it for a few years too. So just got to, they're all, uh, they all like it too. Our littlest likes it the most. So nice. it's fun to see him out there. It's got to be kind of a full circle moment having gone from playing to now watching your kids get started in the game, right? Yeah, it is. And, and it brings you back to, to when you started playing and, and uh, you know, just going out there. It's hilarious just watching the kids fall all over the place and run into each other. And, um, but it's, I mean, it's pretty intense in many. I don't know. I don't, I don't remember <laughs> it being like this when I was a kid. And I grew up in Canada, so that's saying something. But uh, there's definitely times when I'm when I'm going to practices or at the rink, and I'm just like, "Holy smokes, 
aren't these kids like six and a half? <laughs> I mean, that sounds about right. I know Minnesota kids, if they leave the state, they're like, I'm going to dominate hockey anywhere yeah. else outside of the state. <laughs> God, I mean, I like I was coaching, I was coaching my, my oldest team, Nate, and uh, he was probably one of the youngest kids on the team at nine. So there's kids that are like 10 and a half ish. And, and I'm watching them and like, I'm like, I think I can like, tell them to do this stuff that I would tell like a 16 year old but I'm like I think these kids are like fully prepared to, to try this stuff and they are like it's un, it's unreal yeah no that is insane you know you kind of alluded to it you were dabbling with Charlotte I know working out I think even with St. Thomas I had heard right the college team what have the past couple years been like just with kind of your career being a little up and down I mean especially when I don't know that you were quite ready, probably, right? What was that transition like, and and you know where you're at now, and what were what was it all kind of like for you? Yeah, it was weird. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I just I thought I was assumed I was done playing. Um, you know, at that point, like there's nothing that was going to happen that, that a team was going to come calling, and I and I also wasn't interested in going. You know, as like a third string to an American League team. Sure. Um, so. Uh, Hockey Canada called, asked if I wanted to do Spangler Cup, and and uh, I've been there twice before. It's an incredible tournament. Davos is beautiful, mm-hmm. so I was thinking, yeah, we'll we'll pack up the whole family and and go for for one last trip, and the kids can watch me play, and then call it a day after that. So, but but then I told them too. I was like, I I I haven't skated since the middle of September, and I don't have anywhere to skate because everyone's everyone's playing. Yeah. <laughs> so um that's I got connected with St. Thomas and I started skating there and then I was about three or four days in with them and and uh Florida called my agent and just they had heard that I was going to Spangler Cup and, and they had, had a couple of goalie injuries in Charlotte. So they just said, you know, do you want to come get ready for Spangler here and we need some help in that too? So I was like, sure. So then all of a sudden, <laughs> like two days later, I was back in the American League. And uh, fortunately, Charlotte was is obviously a beautiful city. It was uh, a little different than my Springfield, Massachusetts tenor. <laughs> um, but it was good. I mean, uh, the the guys, the guys of that team are phenomenal. It was a really really cool group of guys, and and uh, so I had fun there. But it was uh, I, I thought I was going to have more time to get ready, and so I got there. I had all brand new gear, just all white gear. <laughs> and uh so the goalie coach is like kind of looks at me he goes yeah i see you got all new gear i was like yeah i figured it'd be you know by by next week when i get in there uh i should be ready to go he goes dude you're playing tomorrow (laughs) nice i was like oh you really like i'm playing tomorrow you really (laughs) haven't been on the ice for like two months so how did that go so well i was good i got scored on in first shot um (laughs) 15 seconds in the game, two on one, backdoor tapping. I I was like, this is why I was retired. <laughs> I don't want to be digging the puck out of the net anymore. Um, but no, it was good. We ended up winning that game and then uh, and won the next one too. And then uh, Spangler, um, we w- went home and two days before Spangler Cup got canceled. So thought I was done again sitting around again and then after the new after january 1st they called again and we're like what are you doing and hockey canada wanted me to to try to get ready for the olympics and they're like well we're still short goalies you want to come back again and i'm like sure 
So I went back, at, but the first time I was there it was great because we were in Charlotte the whole time. So I was like, you know, this yeah. isn't so bad. Charlotte's a beautiful city. The weather's nice. Went to football game, basketball game. I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> Second time we went, it was like automatic road trip to Hartford and Bridgeport. <laughs> and I was like instantly remembered that there's no chance I'm doing this. <laughs> Oof, like, so, yeah, and then it was disappointing. I was a little frustrated because at the end, uh, when it came down to to making to naming the team, um, they just told me that they they weren't comfortable with me having only played the three games, three or four games that I played, uh, which I said was fine. But I I also told them, you know, you could have just told me that in the first place. Like, yeah, I could I could have gone without the last three weeks being away from my family and also like playing in front of fifty people in Bridgeport. Like, <laughs> I don't need that in my life anymore. <laughs> I was gonna say because I remember when we first had you on Bar Down Beauties years ago now right and you had talked about playing it was either in the AHL or the ECHL when you didn't even know you were scored on because there was nobody in the stands right and there was oh, just nothing yeah. happened right like was yeah. did it bring back those memories that was spring that? that was Springfield yeah <laughs> I went to the bench and was like why does it say one nothing because <laughs> you got scored on I'm like when <laughs> Certain that you're concussed bad. at the same time too. Oh, like I don't remember that. Was bad. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean Charlotte. Charlotte was a, was a good stadium, but yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, it was a little frustrating just because, like I said, I could have could have gone without that. I was sitting in Hartford in the corner, and I played a lot of games in Hartford with Springfield because it's only thirty minutes away. Mm-hmm. And uh, the goalie sits in the corner of the rink, so you're not even on the bench. And there's like I don't know seventy five people in the entire building. Two and there, two of them happened to be sitting right beside me, and they were they were like <laughs> uh, younger, like teenage kids, and they were they were nice kids. They were they were obviously hadn't watched much hockey, but they just like couldn't believe how hard the guy shot it. And, and uh, her goalie was making a couple saves, and they're like, "Dude, you should be in there. You'd be killing it." I was, I was like, "Buddy, if I if I get off of this chair and go in there, my back's gonna snap in half." Like, <laughs> there's no way. I'm going in there, and they're like, "No, you would, oh, you would be killing it, man." They're hyping like, you up. They're just yeah. like, "Let's go." I go. I'm like, "How old are you guys?" And they're like, oh, "12 and 13." I said, "You know, the last time I sat in this corner was before you two were born." <laughs> Their back still perfectly intact. <laughs> they were like, "They're like, what?" I was like, "Yeah, I sat in this corner like 13 years ago <laughs> and watched the same Hartford Wolfpack play." <laughs> So amazing full circle baby. and then that's... yeah and that was that's when i realized it was time to go home <laughs> and that's when i was like okay we're we're done yeah. here uh you know that that leads me to mark andre Fleury, right he's gonna be 38 is it are you shocked or surprised at all at him still continuing to play and um especially now here with the minnesota wild there was such fanfare about getting flurry in here somebody with his pedigree but what do you think that the minnesota wild fans should really expect from him knowing where he's kind of at in his career oh i don't think they should expect anything less than than what he's been doing um you know i'm watching in the last couple years there's just been there's been no uh no fall off no downturn um with his play and and his movement and ability i mean he's still flying around like they're out there like he's 21 and so I don't see, you know, with his with his ability to move, like it's different if you see a guy that 
has had surgeries and you can see, tell his body's not moving the same way or he loses a step or, mm-hmm. or whatever, uh, there's just not there with him. So, you know, he's not going to like, you know, all that experience and everything that he has is, is now a huge asset because physically he's, uh, he looks like he's the same person. So I think everyone should be excited. Obviously last night's game wasn't, didn't go as, as planned, but it's a long season and mm-hmm. I think everyone will, will enjoy watching him play. Oh, you mean that Wild fans shouldn't be like, oh, no, this team is the worst. Trade them all. Kaprizov can't score. Flowers wash. I mean, game one, so, you know. Yeah, just... I've never been through that ever, I swear. <laughs> no, never. You never heard the chirps no. from the crowd, right? No, no, never been through that one. What do you think? How Would you have loved a tandem with you and Flurry if we went back a couple of years ago? That would have been a pretty fun tandem, I think. It would have been fun, yeah. I mean, uh, he, he, he makes me sore just watching him play, but. <laughs> Um, you know, a couple of times I've met him, he's, uh, he just seems like an awesome guy and it's not surprising. I mean, everybody that plays loves him. So that would have yeah. been a lot of fun. His daughter's actually in my oldest kid's class. Which oh, is really? Hilarious. Yeah. Nice. That is, that's yeah. super funny. How do you feel for our poor boy, Alex Daylock out in Chicago where it's going to uh, be maybe a long season? Yeah, it might be grand, but you know, I was, I was just the guy that's going to like, I always loved that he brought energy and and humor and fun to the rink every day like even if he wasn't playing he's like he's a perfect guy to have around because he's he just always bringing energy and even he's bringing something to the team whether he's playing or not or even if the team's not having success and, mm-hmm. um you know it's going to be it's going to be a bit of a grind there like you said with Chicago but you know Al's a perfect guy to have around there if things aren't going great for a stretch to uh, to make sure that everybody's uh, still having a good time and having their heads up no, I think you're absolutely right. Uh, again, Devin, I'm so excited that you were able to join us. So big question is, who's winning the Stanley Cup this year? These are the types of things uh, you need to know, yeah. Devin, for NHL Network. <laughs> you do, well, yes, because you can know who's going to. I mean, I got to go with Colorado. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pulling for him pretty hard last year. And, uh, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's so hard to win in the playoffs. Um, so it's impossible to have the major major favorite i mean so many things can happen but if you got to pick a team it's there's really no no other team that you can that you can really confidently say would be a better pick than colorado New York rangers yeah, i mean they're great mm-hmm. and a, they're a good pick but yeah. and if they get to the final against them then anything can happen in the final but if you yeah. have to pick a team there's mm-hmm. not a better team to pick <laughs> it's an easy fair. pick but there's an easy, an easy pick. pick for a reason yeah Exactly. I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'd love to, because for whatever reason, Devin, I tend to be harsh on goaltending sometimes, maybe just like last year in particular with the Minnesota Wild. I don't know why. Jesse harsh on goaltending? Who would have thought? I don't know why. I couldn't stop a puck to save my life. I know. I'm sorry. Uh, The question, though, I have for you, Dooms, would be um, so Darcy Kemper, and this isn't trying to like attack Kemp's, but Certainly he's not, you know, the top goalie in the league, yet he's able to win a Stanley Cup. How much is goaltending? I mean, because Colorado obviously has everything else going for them. Has that changed or shifted at all? Because, you know, you always looked back and it was the hot goaltender. You go with the hot goaltender. But really, I think teams are showing that, yes, a hot goaltender is obviously important, but everything else can really carry a team through to a cup final. Is that true? when you're Colorado, yeah. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Well, yeah. But there's not a lot of teams that were built like that. Like if you watch them play, I mean, even the, like the year before when I was with them, it's just it's insane to watch yeah. the, to watch them play. So, um, you know, you still need great goaltending. 
but in that scenario, yes, the team can can pull you a little more. Um, but I, like I said, I just don't think there's many teams that are that are dominant like that. Um, but you know what? I with Kemp's, I thought was funny. I mean, everybody even still like the guy yeah. won the Stanley Cup, and <laughs> and like I mean, we did the top ten goalies at NHL Network. He wasn't on the list, and like yeah. the entire playoffs when I was on there, I'm like everyone's asking questions about Darcy Kemper and I'm like I don't get it like he was he played for Arizona which is not a good team at the time he was one of the best goalies in the league for Arizona which is not easy to do consistently if your team's bad and then he goes then he goes to Colorado and they they obviously have enough confidence in him to bring him over there and then all he does is win during the season <laughs> and then he still come to playoffs and everybody's still questioning this guy if he's if he's like good enough to bring a cup then he goes and wins the cup and then he signs with Washington and everybody's all like, I don't know if that's the guy they want. <laughs> like what, what else do you want? That's probably all fair. You, like the only thing that you're asked to do in, in the NHL is to win a Stanley cup. So what else do you want? <laughs> so I, mean, I don't yeah. know, but um, I just think you're seeing more uh, goalie tandems are, sure. are more important now, not whether it's, whether it's, play or injury i mean look at like frank who had to come in when when uh when kemp's got hurt and he had two he had a couple like really good games and won them a couple huge games um and i think you see like the teams that did go far in the playoffs not all of them but there's that you especially when you're a good team that that is planning on going deep you need two goalies because you can't just you can't lose like have a goalie get hurt and then just throw the entire year away because I mean, all everybody in the NHL is good, but there's a lot of teams have another level of, of backup goaltending that mm-hmm. if something happens, you don't want to you don't want to throw it all away because you don't have someone on the back end that can that can take over as starter. Yes, for Velstead, is he? Have you seen much of him? Is he everything that obviously the Minnesota Wild are hoping for in a future goaltender? I have not seen him. I saw a couple clips from one of the preseason games, um, and then I just talked to Spurgeon a little bit. Uh, about him Spurge sounded really excited about him said he looks great said he's massive yeah um I told him it sounded just like me back when I was playing <laughs> great and massive <laughs> yeah best he's ever so, seen you're like just uh, exactly yeah no he, he he was really excited about him too and and uh, so anybody that I've talked to is sounds like there's there's good reason to be excited he's a big boy and, and moves well so um sounds like they got a good one Awesome. Well, again, Devin, thank you so much for joining us. Looking forward to seeing you on NHL Network. Are we going to see you at the X at all? Maybe this year? Stop by. I don't know. I, hey, I got a, I got a phone. Yeah, it just hasn't rang. Yeah, <laughs> I'll let, I'll let Billy know. I'll say, you yeah, know perfect. What, Billy. Yep, I'll, I'll let him know. They might need some help. He should have my number still, unless he deleted it for some yeah. reason. I don't think he did. <laughs> perfect. Well, Devin, good luck at your golf tournament. Uh, stay out of the snow, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. Hey, thanks, guys. All right, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. We're back. Shout out to Dubes. Always good to catch up with him. He was our, I think, Fred, our second ever guest. Is that right? Second or third? Yeah, we met him at the practice facility. Yeah, in a closet. Devin Dubnik in a closet was the name of that episode, I think, indeed. Uh, no, such a good such a good dude. Love hearing how much he's embraced the dad role. Because I think that's got to be a really weird transition for so many of these guys and again i do i remember eric Stahl telling me this summer at the beauty league he was like i gotta get playing like he just he couldn't quite handle it because his whole life has been so different from that you know and and i remember again during covid parisi saying that he's like i don't i don't know how to do this like 
it's different, but Dupe seems to be jumping full, full on in on uh, hockey dad. Man, I'm kicking myself now because it needed to be asked, like, how much is he embracing the role? Like, does he have the new balances? Is he focused on <laughs> making sure the lawn is in perfect condition? Like, Devin Dubnik, if you are listening to this on a Monday, like, we need a follow-up. Can you confirm or deny that you have fully embraced the dad role? Like, yeah, I want an answer now, and I'm kicking myself that that wasn't asked. As a dad, I mean- I'm offended. <laughs> As do he I have, quickly takes a, off his, as he quickly takes off his New Balances under. Do his I desk. have a smoker on my deck? Yes. Do I have a riding lawnmower underneath my deck? Yes. Do I care about my grass and I have an automatic lawn sprinkler? Yes. I still take offense. You shouldn't though. Somebody Fred, needs to care I about wear that. All if birds. you don't care about it, no one will. So, Fred, I do I need. Love it. I do need your best dad joke because it's been a while since we've heard one. It's got to come natural. It can't just be forced. It's got to be like a zinger that you throw in there when you hear it. Sorry. Just waiting. It's just I, I'll do a drum roll. I don't, I don't, have, do I don't have one. Just Please like don't do another drum roll. In the barrel you, unless it's an improved drum roll. Then. I, don't, I can't <laughs> confirm that it's improved. I, I don't think it has. I can't else. confirm either. Uh, you know, this week's up for debate. We're not going to talk too much about it because or maybe our up for debate should be like, is Kirsten good at drum rolling or not? That would be a probably better one than what we had. But I did ask everybody <clears throat> their thoughts for the cup. Was it the hurricanes? Was it the avalanche? And I threw in the wild to be kind of like, you know, whatever. Um, I mean, I think everybody's in consensus and Devin talked about this too. It's it's Colorado. Like that's a dynasty team, right? Like, can we say that you think so far? I don't want to say that. I don't want to say that. They're not the state of hockey, no matter how much Kale McCarr wants to say that they are, but they're not. Um, I think they're a dynasty team. I'm going to put it out there right now. I do. It's That's tough, but I also love watching them play. If I weren't a Wild fan, I'd be a Colorado fan. Interesting. Mm. I didn't know that about you. In the West. I have my East. Boston always was my East team. And then this year, I'm I'm just really high on the Rangers. But uh, yeah, I, I love Colorado. I'm a Colorado chick. I love the mountains. Everything. I just, big fan. I think Kevin Gorg would have some words for you if he heard you say that. Um, <laughs> I think he'd be very disappointed in you, Jesse. No, he's he's more disappointed that I don't love A Star Is Born as much as he did. So I've I've disappointed him far earlier, far worse ways. Okay, like, now that that's brought up, I need to just say this: Kevin Gorg is the one person who really can get me to watch movies. He told me last season about A Star Is Born, and I did watch it, and then I went to him. And scolded him because I bawled my eyes out at that movie. I loved it. I love me some Bradley Cooper. Um, love that movie. So I'm disappointed as well that you also didn't really. I mean, like it was it. fine. I didn't, I, you know, it was good. It was fine. Uh, more importantly, I think now is an appropriate time because we are a couple months in. We need a, that's a drum roll. Do you hear the drum roll? I, I want to say no, just to spite you. <laughs> uh, Fred, insert the drum roll. Uh, your hockey movie update, Kirsten, please. God, I feel like I set myself up for this. You I did. really did. Um, I cannot confirm nor deny that I have watched one of said hockey movies. You haven't watched any, have you? I play the fifth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 
get your lawyer on the phone. This is part of our contract with Vardown Beauties was for you to watch movies. I think we worked it in there, right, Fred? Have I think Kevin Borg tell me to watch them. And oh, we will. Watch them. We'll get him on there. I would like all of you guys to chirp Alexis because obviously this part's going on social media. Um, and let her know which needs to be her first hockey movie. And Strike yeah, that. Maybe we'll She's definitely not Alexis. Did I say Alexis? You did oh, say Alexis. <laughs> not the same. Oh, oh. Man. I just yeah. had to say, I love the random tweets that are like, did Alexis get fired? Yeah, I know that's why I had to ad- I had to address it. And, and Alexis, I texted her after that and I was like, people so badly want for this to be some drama. And she's like, and it's hilarious. They don't know that Kirsten and I are friends too from college. And I was like, I know, like everyone's good. I wish there was like, some big like she stole my husband and you know like nothing there was nothing at all like That'd be I'll, good I'll play that card i'll play yeah, that card. sometimes people just quit jobs and have something else going on it's great anytime Curse i see it. austin matthews in my twitter feed i send alexis yeah yeah i'm still excited to be a see her firstborn child who will be named Carell. like i we, we love her we love she's a beautiful for life but Kirsten, not Alexis. I mean, Alexis would have watched all those movies. She's seen all those movies. So, you know. I mean, I should just fire myself at this point. Yeah. Maybe we'll bring it back next week. I think you, I mean, you're at least on through the month per the contract. So that's true. That's true. It's a month to month. Uh, again, this is Bartown Beauties with Jesse Pierce, Kirsten Kroll, and producer Fred. Join us every single Monday for new episodes on Talk North. You can find us on YouTube. Subscribe, rate, share. Our buddies over at sodastick.com. Use code BARDOWNBEAUTIES to get 50% off all of your purchase. You know they got the best gear, the best merch, the best Minnesota Wild team merch, too. You'll love to see it. Go check them out. Uh, Grain Belt, I told you guys we were going to announce our next live show. We have it October 26th, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. at Duke's pizza pub and grill in oakdale it's a nice little joint it's a jesse pierce joint you guys are going to enjoy it come check us out there we are going to have a special guest and i say a special guest because i don't know who it's going to be yet i've been turned on by three people thus far but we're working on it uh shout out to green belt for allowing us to come check them out royal credit union less fee more free that's going to do it for this week's episode uh we love y'all have a great week go wild Near, 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 near.